Welcome back to the Craft Pond Podcast. Happy Labor Day. It is a Monday, September 4th edition of the show, 8 p.m., our usual time. Jake, all feels like it's right in the world. The right time, the right day, no moving around this week. This is no. good. This, this is a good start. Yeah, I feel like we've been hitting Mondays most most weeks at 8. Most We have, but there's weeks where we move it around, and it yeah. always throws me off. So take, take a week off. We took a week off last week, and then we did a bonus episode last week. So, you know, we're having some fun here, though. Yeah, exactly. And so before before we move in here, we're, we actually have a lot to talk about today. So there was some Trevor Zegris news ish. There was there was tre- there was a Trevor discussion. S- there was a there was a flicker in the Trevor Zegris universe. That there was we'll- a there was information put out into the universe. Let's go that way. Yeah, and so we're going to talk about that. But before we do, um, if you want to help support our show, there's a really easy way to do that. If you haven't already, join our Patreon community for $1 a month. You get access to our patrons-only Discord. Uh, To me, it's the best way to get Ducks news, to get any hockey news these days with the uncertain state of social media, with Twitter slash X and everything that's going on there. So honestly, our Discord for $1 a month is the best way to do that. You can also pay $5 a month. You get uh, two bonus podcasts. And you can also support us on, on Apple. Just leave a rating and a review. Subscribe on Spotify or just follow us on Twitter slash X. I don't know what to call it. I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm I refuse to change our images on this thing. I spent time creating this thing. I refuse <laughs> to change it. It will stay with the Twitter uh, logo. Stay with everything like that. So I'm I'm still my my pet theory is that it'll go back to Twitter within the next two years. So did before we get into everything, did you see that like Elon Musk was at like an esport? I think like a Valorant tournament. And the crowd no. chanted, bring back Twitter. Yeah, like it's a popular brand name. Like it's it's one of the most recognizable brands. So yeah. I think it'll go back. But yeah, so if you want to support us, if you haven't already, check out our Discord or on all the other platforms. We greatly appreciate it. Yep. So now let's get into the news of the day. Elliot Friedman saying today that on the 32 Thoughts podcast, which we haven't gotten updates from in a while, but... This is what he said. One of the things we're hearing is that it's likely to be a bridge deal, and this is between the Ducks and Trevor Zegers. It doesn't look like that it's going to be a long-term deal. It sounds like Zegers and the Ducks, when it gets done, is going to be a bridge. Now, to Frank Cervalli's credit, this is something that he's opined on before, and we kind of kind of dismissed it. And now it seems like maybe there was some validity to his thoughts, whether they were rooted in information or just his own opinion, but correct. this would further that. And so before we get into all the broad discussion, and I should say the, the narrow discussion of everything yeah. that this entails, what is was just kind of your gut reaction reading this? Oh, I hate it that you always do this to me because I never pass my head that you're going to do this. Uh, gut reaction to this was curious where the reasons for it i guess yeah because i i think that at the end of the day that is the most telling thing about this of what is the reason that a bridge is seems like it's where it's going to go yeah and so to to jump in really quick so you, were, I wanna, you were curious yeah wa- well, so wanna, my my gut reaction was just kind of kind of disgust because i feel like this is if again like before we get into all of the all of the kind of nuts and bolts of this I was just kind of disgusted because this is just not, this is just not a good outcome. I would say like this isn't, this isn't an ideal outcome. I I would have rather well, have seen. This is just my personal gut reaction, so I just thought like this is not the the outcome that I thought I think would be optimal. Yeah. Uh, so really quickly before we jump in more though, I want to give a shout out to Derek 
Derek was the one who put that quote on onto Twitter. Yeah. Uh, the exact quote from Elliot or Elliot Friedman there. Um, there's a lot of people out there that don't aggregate the quotes properly and don't provide the necessary their information names. as part of it. Um, and uh, shout out to Derek for always being good about that. I try my best whenever I do it to also provide that same type of information. So good on Derek for doing that one and shout him out there. Um, it's it's okay to call a spade a spade and call a puck empire a puck empire. Yes, it's exactly. Okay. It's um, okay. No, but one thing that I want to kind of push back a little bit on of ideal outcome is I think the the important thing there is you frame it in the way of ideal outcome for the Ducks in their cap situation. Because also, yeah. Be, because basically I mean to to lay it out there the the premise of the getting a bridge deal here and I guess to to lay out kind of I guess the the two different various thought processes on this depending on which they're coming from because quite frankly at this point in time we don't know if this is coming from the Zegers camp and that's why a bridge well, is kind of so where they're going. I think the big key to kind of that should hover over all this that we should point out first just so people understand why we're saying the things we are is that Trevor Zegers is going to be a UFA in 2028. And so there's basically four seasons here where he has left before he hits that free agent market. Five. And so 2020, 20, 23, 24, 20, Oh yeah. Five. So there's five seasons left. And so that's the thing that's hovering over all of this because we've seen RFAs go and, and get to that point where they sign a deal or they end up not extending with their team. And then they get traded. You think about Matthew Kachuk, you think about Timo Meyer, different examples. And so that's kind of the, that's kind of the deadline ish that looms large over all of this is you're trying to find a way to keep Trevor Zegers beyond that. Yeah. So I think it's important though, to frame the, the two sides of this. So the two sides of this are at least just in my opinion on this is for, from the duck side of it, because we don't know who's driving this, whether it's the Zegers camp or the duck side of it with Verbeek. If it is the Verbeek side of it, potentially what he's probably thinking here is that Zegers, he wants to see more from him. He wants to see more defensive responsibility before committing to him with a long-term deal with the money that is going to be required for that long-term deal. Because the way that these RFA deals work is that the more term that you get added, the more AAV there actually is. A shorter-term deal gets less money, less average annual value on that deal. Um, that's just kind of how it works with the way these shape up. The bridge deals end up being uh, more player friendly. So they typically have to give up on the, the money that they're getting per year. Whereas a longer term deal is going to be more team friendly. So the cap hit goes up as a result of that. And so if it's the, the duck side of it, that's kind of, I think where Verbeek is probably at is he wants to see more from Zegris, which I vehemently disagree with as being a good idea in the situation, I think would be a very poor thought process and outcome from this. The Zegers camp and inside of it, I think is a little bit more complicated because there's a couple different ways that it could be factored in. It could be, and this is kind of, for me, the, the most logical reasoning is that he is someone that seems to be very confident in his abilities, very confident in himself and is willing to take a risk on himself. And so by taking a bridge deal, whether that is a two year deal, a three year deal, or even I guess a four year deal in this sense, he is going to take less money short term, but he's banking on the fact that the cap will be rising in two years, potentially about $10 million over the next two years, which means that the percentage of cap that he will be getting um, for the same percentage of cap, cap that he, will, he would be getting if he signed that eight-year deal this year, he would be getting significantly more money per year if he signed that deal in two years' time. 
And so he's taking a bet on himself if he takes a two-year deal that he is going to not only be able to keep up and perform better than the way he has over the last two years, but that cap is going to be rising. And so he's going to be able to cash with a long-term deal then that will get him paid significantly more money at the end of it all. And so that's one side of it. The other side of it that you could say is Matthew Kachuk's side of it, of wanting to go a four-year deal, a four-year, which you don't typically see that as a bridge deal because most guys aren't in the position Zegers is in. But that would walk him to one year before uh, unrestricted free agency, allowing him to essentially pick where he goes in a trade or just ride it out and take his QO and become a UFA at the end of that. Um, To me, that doesn't seem as likely because of the fact that there is the four-year term attached to it. So you don't get that same benefit of cashing in after a couple of years and the cap going up. Um, But to me, I I think that those are the, the primary kind of drivers of this from each side. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Yeah, so to, to circle back to the Ducks side of it, I think the only reasons that you can really come up with are that the Ducks just aren't sold on Trevor Zegers yeah. and, and they want to see him progress within the next however many years, two, two to four years. Um, my own view of that, of that view, of that opinion, is that it's an incorrect one because yeah. Trevor Zegers has already shown enough that he, like, to me, it's a bad bet. Because well, if you if you sign him to a two year deal, he's going to he's not going to sign to as team friendly of a deal as he would now on a long term deal. So it's just a bad bet to make if you're the Ducks to want a bridge deal with, so with Trevor Zegers. We both can see this, and some people will, with varying degrees will say we we know the game. Some people will say we don't know the game. But if it's this obvious to us that this is a bad decision from a long term uh, cap perspective, um. Why, I guess, should we be keeping that as being a valid option in this situation? I think it does have some validity. It needs to be discussed. But I don't think that is the most likely driver of this because of the fact that we can look at that and just say, this really does not make sense from a long-term cap planning perspective. But we don't, I mean, we just don't know what they're thinking. So everything has to be on the table. Agreed. And and I guess guess I'm just saying if, if we're able to identify it in this way and see it this way, wouldn't that be something that they would? But be not able to everyone do? views Trevor Zegers how we view Trevor Zegers. Fair. Even people within the league don't view Trevor Zegers how we view Trevor Zegers. Like the view that Trevor Zegers is this guy that you are ready to invest eight years into, I don't think it's a unanimous one in the world of hockey. So that's fair. It would not surprise me if if Pat Verbeek might be one of those people. We don't know. We just don't know. So we have to at least factor it in. It could be. It could not be. But if that is the view that they want to see more. They are making, what's the, I'm forgetting the expression, but it's like a bad penny, gamble. Penny wise, pound foolish. It's like, sure, you want to see more now, but this is going to cost you in the long run, right? The, the, I think what people often miss with these big RFA deals is it seems like, wow, you're giving this player all this money. He hasn't proven it yet. He's not, he's not established yet. When in reality, those deals are team friendly in the long run. Those deals mm-hmm. end up being quote unquote bad for the player in the long run. They get benefit of the security, but in terms of just their maximum earning potential, they basically sacrifice that with the stability they get with those upfront and, deals. And that's where I was going to go at the very front of this of kind of disgust is I think it's disgust from the ducks perspective, right? Where yes. this is from a long-term cap perspective. This is not great from the ducks and I think that it's important to frame it in the two ways of this is going to be beneficial for Trevor's egress though. And I think you have so many people, right. That point out the, I, I think 
um, Dim, Dmitry Filipovich is one that consistently does this of why are these guys signing these eight-year deals off their ELCs, right? Right. Why, why is Jack Hughes signing that deal? Why is Matt Boldy? Why is Dylan Cousins? Why, are, why is Cole Caulfield? It, it's why not the way to maximize the amount of money you'll make. Correct. And so I think if this is being brought up with all of those different guys that they should not be doing that and they should be doing it this way to really maximize their value. Well, yes, it's not a bad, it's, it's not a good situation for the ducks long-term cap plan. I think commending Trevor's egress, if, yeah, and if. this is the biggest, we're, we're just addressing every possible outcome or every possible factor yeah. here. I mean, we don't have any right now. We're, we're, we have what we'll have the two, we'll, two lines that we we're going. We'll eventually win. We'll eventually land on our own conclusion of this, but we're just accounting for every possible side of this right yes. now. Yes, and, and so I think you have to commend Zegris in, in this situation if that is what's happening here because he is taking a gamble on himself. And I think I'm always going to respect a player for going out and doing that and taking this gamble on himself and wanting to essentially maximize his value. Yeah, I think that if he... well, And, and then just getting to the Zegris side... I agree with you that it, there's a there's a list of reasons why it makes more sense for him to do a bridge deal, right? If you're willing to live in that more uncertain world, you could sign a contract for two years and then be worth more because of the rising cap when that expires. Three years, four years, you mentioned the possibility that he could basically have the ducks over a barrel like we've seen with these other RFAs. Maybe in a world where the players don't really have a lot of leverage, other players look at that and think, man, that, that seems kind of nice to be able to, to pick your destination, to be able to force the franchise's hand. Like, we just, we don't know. But I think that if you look at the pros and cons list of both sides, the, the Zegers side has a very long pro list and basically no cons. And the Duck side, I would say, they have one pro bullet and I just don't agree with it. So I just did a very, very, very quick calculation on something. So let's just say... Uh, evolving hockey's correct, and if he signed an eight-year deal, it would be eight point four four eight five. That's what evolving hockey has him projected at if he signed an eight-year deal this year. So that can't, comes out to sixty-seven point eight eight million dollars. Let's just say in two years, right, the cap raise rises the ten million dollars that they're they're speculating that it will. So currently, the eight point four eight five is ten percent of the cap. Let's just say it performs the same way he does. Let's just say, for argument's sake, he gets the same exact percentage of cap. That comes out to nine and a half million, so about a, a one million dollar more per year, so eight million dollars total more over yeah. the course of that contract, and that's assuming that he gets the same exact percentage of cap, which would not be the case. And he when would you get put a it, higher one, when you yeah, when you put it in that kind of perspective, you kind of see why he would make this decision and why this, and that's kind of why I skew to this being the most logical outcome of it is that Trevor Zegers is the one driving the situation because he is potentially probably saying, Hey, I know where the cap is going to be in a couple of years. If you give me an eight year deal, this is what my cap hit has to be or cap hits going to be. Um, I get that. I don't have any leverage. So if you can't meet that fine, we'll do a two year bridge deal. And we'll redo this in two years. And I think that that's, that's kind of what I want to get to with all of this cap. is, is that with this report, with this bit of Intel shared by Elliot Freeman, we, we always have to keep a skeptical eye because this could be information put out there by one side or another that could be potentially used to push the other side. Like, we just don't really know the origin, the intent, and the thrust behind that information because maybe they are working on a long-term deal and this is just like throwing that out there to kind of 
put a little scare. Like we just don't know. And so that's why like we're discussing this because it's worth thinking about. Maybe that what Elliot Freeman is saying will end up being true, but it, but it's still just at the end of the day, him speculating. Like we just don't know. That's just what he's hearing, but we have no idea who he's even hearing it from. Yeah. And there are two points brought up in the Twitch chat that I want to bring up. So JH7, uh, 1722 says he gets $8 million over the next deal. But if he signs for 5 million times two, he gives up that $8 million now. So essentially if he got the eight and a half now, uh, he'd be giving that over the next up over the next two years. And so that that's a fair point, but you can also make the argument that at the end of his next deal, the eight year deal, he may not be getting that same amount. Yeah. So I, I think it's maximizing. I think I get where he's going with it, but it's not necessarily maximizing your amount there. And Plant Ranch says, why wouldn't any of the other players do that, though, in terms of that that theory? It's risky. It's risky because you could if you perform, you could get hurt. If you have two bad seasons, um, you, that could really tank, and you may not get that same 10%. Um, and, and so um, you may miss out on that type of situation. So it, it's taking a bet on yourself. And yeah. so we don't see a lot of players do this. Austin Matthews is a player that did this. Um, and, and Mitch I mean, Marner weirdly got a deal. Austin Matthews that took him right up to UFA. I think he signed a four year deal. And so that was because of him having uh, the first three years. all count that took him up to UFA status. So, yeah. yeah. And so that's the thing, right? There is a, there is a big risk in, in signing a bridge deal. And that's why players don't do it because you've trained your whole life. You reach the age of whatever, 22, 23, 21, and you, someone puts this big contract in front of you that's going to have you paid throughout pr- pretty much the rest slash the majority of the rest of your career, it, that's really hard to say no to. At the end of the day, agents are just doing, for the most part, what the players want them to do, right? Because a lot of agents probably would agree that this might not be the quote-unquote best move to maximize the money side of it. But it's not just about that. It's about security. And to know that you're guaranteed that money over those eight years, like it's if you put all that money in front of me, it'd be pretty hard to say no and say, no, actually, I want a two-year deal. And, oh, I could have a career-ending injury in training camp, and that'll be it, right? Like it's there's a human side to this, and, and that security teams dangle that in front of the players. And I think rationally the players will take it. But I if mean, you're, But there's also an argument to be made that, they shouldn't be taking it. Seeing as we're just spitballing here, because, I mean, it it's the first week of September. Camp hasn't started, and this is the most important thing that we really have to go off of, but we don't have any of information behind it. There's one thing that we haven't really talked about as being a potential driver for this bridge, and something I didn't really thought about till randomly right now, but maybe they were discussing an eight-year deal, and the Ducks just weren't at the same AAV that yeah. Zegers was at, and that drove it down to this point, which isn't necessarily what we said of the Ducks not wanting to commit to eight years, and they wanted two years. Verbeek wants two two more years, three more years, wants a bridge deal before committing long-term. It's the fact that they don't agree on the AAV for the I mean, long-term deal. I think that that's completely – why wouldn't that be in play either, right? Like no, we, I know. We, we don't j- know. We I just hadn't really thought that through, I guess. I think. Well, that's what I was kind of getting options. at earlier, is that this is just one Fair. bit of information – it could be coming from an agent who doesn't like where the AAV discussions are going on an eight-year deal, and you're leaking that out there, right? Like, we just, we never know the motivations behind the information. And so, it could just be a matter of, yeah, the Ducks want Trevor Zegers eight years. Trevor Zegers wants to be with the Ducks eight years, and right now, the money is is the holdup. Because 
I'm sure Trevor Zegers is pointing to these other deals that have been signed, like you think yeah. of Cole Caulfield, and saying, like, that's my starting point. And the Ducks saying, actually, no, we think you're below that. You know, we just signed Trevor, Troy Terry to $7 million. You know, that's our quote-unquote internal cap, whatever, right? And so it could be breaking down in that way, or it could just be the point of friction right now, right? Because to me, again, like like we talked about earlier with, with the Ducks aspect, it just doesn't really make that much sense for the Ducks to want this. And if, and if it is truly them that want it, we have bigger issues to, to sort through, but I still don't really see how it's the Ducks who would be wanting this personally. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Even if you that. don't believe in, in Trevor Zegers that much, yeah, you have um, to think about just the, the cap, like just the value of the asset. I mean, what would be hilarious actually is within the next couple of days and long-term extension is announced. Like, free, like Elliot Friedman is the best in the game. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's a hundred percent right. He's not batting a thousand. No, and the <laughs> fact that he like he he wasn't like adamant in the sense of this is for sure the case. Like he's saying, I mean, keep in mind, it doesn't look like that's going to be a long term deal. It sounds like Seegers and the Ducks when it gets done is going to be a bridge. So that I mean, I would say it's more likely than not that it's going to be a bridge, which is why we've spent all of this time discussing it. But I think it's just important to address the fact that this is not locked in as a hundred percent yet. No. <laughs> I mean, anyone that, that looks at one Elliot Freeman tweet, absent it being one of yeah. those very affirmative, very confident, uh, we you shouldn't form your whole opinion about what will happen around that. Yep. Yeah, and, and I think that, that that's, I guess, maybe a, a little bit of something to make sure that we kind of push ahead here is that we, we've provided all these potential avenues for how they've gotten here, what's happening here, what are opinions on where they're at and why they're at this point. But until pen has been put to paper and something has been announced, there's nothing really to react to. And and also another reason why I don't really buy the whole, again, why I don't buy my own made up reason of why the ducks would want this. You'll recall that Pat Verbeek said, you know, we're not negotiating in season that they're kind of waiting to see how it goes. They want the players to focus on the game and it wasn't coming from the agents or the players that was Pat Verbeek saying that. And so this past season, that was their evaluation period on Troy Terry, on Trevor Zegers, on Jamie Drysdale. And so how much more do you really need to see? Right? Like, like what are the next two years, four years going to, going to change? And the evidence we have on how Verbeek does deals at this point in time is he kind of waits till the last minute. He's, (laughs) he's a perfect college student, right? Yeah. He waits till the last minute to get deals done. You look at the John Klingberg deal, right? You look at yeah. uh you look at the Troy Terry deal. You look at all these things where sure he's done some things ahead of time, right? I think the Lindholm trade was one of those. Ricard Raquel went down to the wire to get that deal done. So yep. he he sometimes needs that deadline to get something done, right? And you don't get extra credit for signing a guy earlier than the season, right? Yeah. You just need to get it done and have him signed to a contract at some point. And if it floats into the season, then it starts potentially hurting you. Um, but if Zegers is signed this week, next week, as long as it's before in training camp, he doesn't get extra points for that, yeah. right? And yeah. so I, I think that's one thing to, to point out here is that they might be apart right now. And they, they well, might they be... they are se- apart. The, the well, deal's not sorry. signed. <laughs> sorry, let me phrase that. They might be far apart right now where it yeah. seems like it's going to be a bridge. But as they get closer and start really doing the not looking at everything, diving in, Verbeek may give in a little bit and may end up signing a long term deal to yeah. or signing Zegers to a long term deal. Like I, I think that that, that kind of is when you have the way it was laid out with Terry, right? It seems like they were kind of far apart 
up until the last couple yeah. days of it. Yeah. And so it took that deadline to really push it there. And so yeah. just something to keep in mind. Yeah. And, you know, my my kind of my own view on all of this, because now we've kind of broken every piece yep. of this down, is that I, again, I really don't see why Pat Verbeek, why the Ducks would be pushing for this. I see why Trevor Zegers would be. I don't really buy this narrative that, not narrative, but probably a a rational fan reaction, you could say, that, oh, man, you know, just, just looking at it, it seems like the Ducks don't like Trevor Zegers or Trevor Zegers doesn't like the Ducks. That's just that's just often how these contract negotiations can go. And until we have actual proof that this thing broke down or that the contract situation really comes out not in a way that we would want, like, I'm not really... I'm not really going to hit any kind of panic button because of this. Is Jake, is someone breaking into your house right now? Salem keeps growling out the side of my house or out the back window. So I'm very confused right now. Okay. So do, do you want to go check on your backyard? Yes, I will really quickly. I will be right back. Keep vamping unless you want to uh, jump yeah. into some of the information. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you go do that? And while Jake does that, I will tell all of you about Caldera Lab, a men's skincare product that I think everyone here can use. Guys, you're going to brush your teeth today. And why is that? Because it's a healthy part of your day and you don't want bad teeth. Nobody wants bad teeth. I want you to take it another step and add in skincare habits to your daily routine. I just did and I promise you I'm never going back. I'm hooked on Caldera Lab, high performance men's skincare products. So. As we age, and honestly, at any age, we can always find ways to take care of our skin better. It's just a good thing to do. It's just like brushing your teeth, good hygiene. And so I told you guys last time about that first impressions matter. Your teeth and your skin are the first thing someone notices about you. Backed by legit clinical trials that found 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger looking appearance after using the products for only a few weeks, Caldera Lab is the regimen you've been looking for. Incorporating Skincare before you brush your teeth guarantees to not mess up your routine, leaving your breath fresh and your face refreshed. So there you go. And on top of that, you want to stack habits. Habit stacking, whatever you call it, Caldera Lab is here to take your daily routine to skin royalty. Take my word for it. One of the thousand five-star reviews. Even better, it's easy to add because Caldera Lab is making the solution simple for men with the regimen that includes three products, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. So the clean state starts and ends your day. This face wash leaves all skin types refreshed. The base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. Who doesn't want more confidence? Troy Terry's confidence. Remember that? Remember when that turned his entire career around? Yep. The good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Ooh, nobody wants wrinkles. <laughs> Every drop of this serum is packed with 3.4 million, 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. Don't know what that means, but sounds good. No other brand does this. Better yet, Caldera Lab is the only brand that cares about this enough to know. Good to know. And the Caldera Lab Icon Eye Serum. It addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eyes, fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. One minute morning and night is all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Habits don't get any easier than this. And I can say this from experience that as someone who has dealt with skin issues, having anything that's going to actually help your your skin and just make it look a little bit better 
it does, I think, improve that confidence. And so if you want to help support them and ultimately support us, support your skin, support everybody involved here, there is a really easy way to do that. Um, just you can get 20% off if you go to calderalab.com and use our code, which I can't find right now. CTP. CTP. Get 20% off with code CTP at calderalab.com and make unforgettable first impressions that lead to the charming words, you look younger. Who doesn't want to hear that? I want to hear that. I'm, I'm starting to look old. So Caldera Lab will help you get that exact compliment. 20% off at calderalab.com with code CTP. Go check them out. All right. And I mean, also, also, Fresh Ball Fall is upon us. God. And you need to be in the festive spirit. Light a candle, get some pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls look nice with the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped. Nature may clear the leaves off uh, off their trees, but you'll need Manscaped's help to get ready for that sweater weather. Get your pant puppies prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze by going to manscaped.com and using code CTP for 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, it's time for nice flannels and cozy socks. But we can't forget to trim our balls. Uh, by now, you've heard of them, but it's time to join the 9 million men worldwide using Manscaped and get the kit that covers all the Performance Package 4.0. It starts with a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with advanced skin safe technology that reduces nicks and cuts to make raking the leaves a lot less painful. Plus, the lawnmower is a technical masterpiece. It has a 7,000 RPM motor, a multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel, uh, a travel lock, and a built in 4000K LED spotlight to help you see parts of your body you haven't looked at in years. Once you've cleared the driveway, the performance package comes in with hot product or comes in hot with products to cool you down. The crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball spray toner, one to prevent stink and one to clear it up with a soothing aloe vera formula. Move over pumpkin spice. Fresh balls are the small the smell of the season. The performance package 4.0 caps it off with two free gifts, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. That's one to hold your Manscaped goodies and one to hold your man goodies. Bring in the fall right and get 20% off and free shipping with code CTP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CTP. As the leaves fall, make sure you have it all with Manscaped. There you go. So go check them out. Caldera Lab and Manscaped. Help us out. And also, yep. we'll help you out in the process. Um, there's a demand from Rooch, uh, Rooch Fan 20 that uh, you do a Manscaped ad read in French at some point. So, just saying. <laughs> well, I would maybe love a, to do... Maybe on a bonus episode. Maybe that's w- a Patreon bonus episode, dramatic reading. I would love to do that, but I would also love people to understand and use the code. So, I don't know. I don't know how well that would go. I mean, C- it's CTP. Like, yeah, they'll, but they'll, they have to know it. what they're buying. They have to. They have to understand what. That's why it's a. That's why it's a bonus episode. It's a Patreon thing. People want it. They. How how will that help them understand that it's a bonus episode? Because they'll laugh. They'll they'll. People join join our Patreon. Sign up at the five dollar tier if you want it. Let us know. You haven't made a. You haven't made a compelling case. I'm sorry. I'll force Felix to do it on a bonus episode. Okay. Well, I want to round out the Zegers conversation with this. Okay. So so. I'm just. I don't want to sound dismissive of the concerns because I think the concerns are not invalid, right? Like this is not an ideal situation. This is, you'd rather see Trevor Zegers signed, but we had a lot of concerns about the Troy Terry situation and to Pat Verbeek's credit, it worked out fine. It worked out in the, I think the best way possible for everybody. And so until we actually see this completely fall apart, I'm just not going to 
ring the alarm bells. And also, I just wanted to point out that if the Ducks do go the bridge deal route, Evolving Hockey, the projections, it has one year, 4.1 mil. Uh, for two years, it has 4.5 mil. Three years, 5.7. And four years, 6.4. So yeah. those are the numbers to keep an eye on. Yeah. I mean, so let's do this. What do you project the contract to look at look like, assuming it is a bridge like Friedman has said? I think I think what makes the most sense would be two years for both yep. sides. Because yep. I think that if you're Trevor Zegris, you want to get back into the pool in not too long of time. And so two years makes sense. You'll get some money, you'll be able to prove yourself, and then you can jump back into the pool with a higher uh, uh, cap ceiling at that point. And then on the duck side, you just definitely don't want the four-year scenario. Like that, I think to me, that's that's kind of like your bright line of we're not going there. Because at that point, you've seen how that's worked out for other teams. So I think that I would expect two years. Maybe three, but two is what I would expect. Yeah, I think two makes the most sense. Because yeah. I think that that... I think that like, I, I think, right, you have to think about a negotiation, right? It, it's got to be a give and take. And assuming kind of everything we said and everything we laid out, we both agree that most likely this is being driven probably by Trevor Zegers to cash in at a later date. That seems just from what we thought the most logical conclusion, not stating that the other ones might not be correct, but that's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And, and so with that being the case, I think two years makes the most sense because that is, from a negotiation standpoint, it allows Zegers to cash in if he if – he, Forms all of like that in two years' time, while also keep uh, still giving the Ducks plenty of control, right? Long term. Yeah. And it doesn't put them in the situation of potentially having a pre agency situation like Matthew Kachuk, um, like Timo Meyer, and one of those situations that, that can be a tough thing to deal with. And so if he gets a three or four year deal, you're starting to get into those territories. Whereas two year deal, a two year deal, he still has what, three more years left until unrestricted free agency. So there's not really a huge pressure necessarily to to get um to get something done or he's potentially going to force his way out there's really not a great way to force him way his, uh, his way out in that situation so i think just a two-way a two-year deal just makes the most sense to cover all of the situations i'll say two years at five million a piece what did they have 4. yeah 4.5 4.5 yeah so we'll see but that's kind of where i'm at no no alarm bells yet unfortunate not really where we'd like to be but also it until if, it actually falls apart, we can't. We assume it hasn't fallen apart. If that's the deal that they end up going with, is there an alarm bell that sounded for you? Right, the, the, the we, two we, the two years five mil. Yeah, I think it's hard because even then, even if they go the two years five million AAV, without knowing who was the driver of this, without knowing what was kind of behind it, it's still hard to say if it's a if it's a bad, good or bad thing, right? Like it just kind of is at that point. And so if it comes out that the ducks were the ones pushing for it, right? If that ends up being somehow leaked or whatever, yeah. then I have a lot of questions. Yep. And yes, there are definite alarm bells. If it comes out that this was a Trevor Zegers driven thing, then I think that that makes, that makes sense. Like I, yeah. I have less, I don't really have any alarm bells at that point. I yeah. think it's just Trevor taking a different strategy with his career. Yep. But I will say just kind of, Big, big picture. Two years is just not... I just don't view it as ideal for the Ducks. Like, it's just not really... I don't really think of it as a good outcome, just how I view this team and how I think it'll best compete long-term. But it doesn't mean... It doesn't foreclose things still working out in the long run. I would push back on that a little bit. I think it's not an ideal outcome. I think an ideal outcome... That's is what six. I said. You I said, said it's a not, good... I said it's, I said it's not ideal. But you said it's not a good outcome. 
What's the difference between not ideal and not good? Because I think that it is still a fine outcome for them. The Ducks get them signed to a two-year deal. They okay. have three So it can more- be fine and not ideal. Well, it can be good. Like, it can be good. It's just not the per. Ideal means perfect. Like, ideal means, per- like, the best. So the best. Okay. So let me rephrase this. Okay. The best possible outcome for the Ducks in this situation is he signs a long-term contract, an eight-year deal. I, I think that it's still a good outcome if he signs a two-year deal because he's under club control for three more years after that. Sure, it's not ideal from the perspective of a long-term cap, but they still have him under club control and are going to be able to negotiate that long-term deal most likely after the two years is up. Mm-hmm. A bad outcome is a four-year deal. Yeah, but I don't think that's happening. No, but if you're I, the I, Ducks, you're you're. That's just like that 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 four-year deal is just taped off. Like that's not something you're willing to do. Yeah, doesn't so, make sense for them. And honestly, it doesn't really make sense for Trevor Zegers either, right? Because yep. that's too long, almost like too like at that point, things really can go wrong within four years. Whereas in two years, the likelihood that you get injured or your career really falls off is just it's it's half the risk. So yep. I think that's why two years makes the most sense if it's a bridge deal. Yep. All right. Anything else? There's one piece of news from last week that we talked about on the bonus episode, but we can br- very, very briefly reiterate here of the Ducks signing Zach Cassian to PTO. Yep. Not really a whole lot to say. It's PTO. We talked about it way more than I would have wanted to on the bonus episode. I will criticize it and uh, burn it down if he is actually signed to a deal. But as of right now, it is simply a tryout. Yeah, I think it's a waste of a spot. I don't think Zach Cassian adds anything. And recent history has shown that the Ducks do sign these bad players that they signed to PTOs. Nathan Bollier did that. They did that with Nathan Bollier. And so I just think it's a dumb move, but it's a PTO. And until it actually turns into a contract, we will have to wait and see. Yep, exactly. Anything else before we start getting into questions? No, that's it. All right. So we are going to start with our uh, uh, Patreon Discord. If you want to get in this, go to patreon.com slash crashpawn. We prioritize these questions from the people that support us, subscribe to us on the at Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash crashpawn. You get access to the podcast question uh, channel and the entire Discord for a dollar. So go ahead and do that. So uh, we have got these questions. Mr. Jared said, what's your favorite part about the new Mighty Plum jersey? So talking about the, the new alternate jersey. It's more a shot at the fact that they're claiming it's Mighty Plum. Well, what I like about the jersey is that it's going back to the original color scheme. And that's pretty much where the things oh, I like about you, it. You took him at his word. He's more so just making the fact that they're calling it Plum and not Eggplant. The eggplant yeah. erasure is too much. But what do you like the most about the jersey? Oh, what do I like the most about the jersey? The color scheme. Yeah. The color scheme, the fact that uh, I think the entire color scheme is going to be egg, uh, eggplant and jade for it. Like, it, it, it's going to be a great, great look. Um, where did I see? I saw it, right? I think I said this on a podcast where the Ducks put on there somewhere that they were going to be wearing, like, uh, eggplant and jade ha- uh, helmets and pants and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, so they've got it, the whole it, kit. It, it's they're not doing a cop out with black. I mean, that would just look bad. <laughs> it just yeah. wouldn't. It just would not be a good look. And they've never it, done. They've never done it like that either. Twenty fifth anniversary. But that jersey was black, though. Still bad look. No, but what I'm saying is that I know. I we know. don't have evidence of them doing a, a eggplant and jade jersey with black uniform with black equipment. So uh, eggplant, we do jade, not with jade on it though. In recent history. Uh, the third jersey that they had 
When? The Anaheim script jersey that was black with eggplant. Well, I said uh, recent. Arm. That's not recent. Well, <laughs> that, 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 name, that, name, that's like 18 that, years ago. That was the last time they wore okay, eggplant. Okay, but and it's, not, it's not recent. But, well, in a 30-year th- history, 18 years is a while ago. Well, in a 30-year history where now most of it has been gold, okay. orange, and black, that was the last time that they ended up wearing the uh, War Eggplant and Jade. Did they even wear black equipment? They didn't. Uh, I think they, that... They well, actually didn't. So you're was wrong. Was it Eggplant Helmet? I might yes, be wrong. it okay. was. You're, so you're wrong I thought the on pants, every level I thought there. The pants were black. No. no. Okay. Then I'm wrong. It is yeah. what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Uh, Olaf is berserker said, do I not buy the 30th out of protest over this eggplant erasure? Yeah, they need to stop calling it plum. Yeah. It's really dumb. Do you think this is just them not wanting the eggplant emoji and kind of what that has become? I, I could see that being the reason, honestly, because yeah. it's, it's just like if they put eggplant in the, in the, in the tweet or whatever, in the announcement, you can just imagine the flood of replies where it's just eggplant making that dumb joke, like the eggplant emoji. So I could see that being Go the with it. Have the fun. So blame, the fact that blame Gen Z. They've Gen acknowledged Z. actually the like pushback on that. I think the Ducks Twitter account actually like replied with like a meme or something like that. Yeah, they did. It. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Mr. Jared said, I've never been to Han Center. What in your opinions are the highlights and must do when visiting the pond? <laughs> oh, man. So I don't want to upset anyone, but I don't think there's, I don't. There's think not there a re- lot to do around the. Arena. There's really no must dos. The the must dos I would say. Okay, here's your must do. Go go to the game. The must do is park at one of the breweries and walk over. You'll save money. You'll park for free, and are, maybe you can. Are stop we giving for a, a shout out to the brewery that we? No. That that okay. Pay up, pay up yeah. first. Buy my okay. silence. Okay. <laughs> um. No, the only must do. I don't know. There. Just go enjoy the game. Uh, Honda Center is not an S tier, A tier, B tier so experience. The stadium is amazing. The experience of living, kind of being a local towards the stadium, makes it amazing. But I think if you are someone coming into town to go to a game, it's it's not the best thing for that. But for like someone that lives in the area, it's fantastic because it's easy to get in and out of. Um, I think once OC Vibe, I was actually looking at it the other day. Once that's built, it's going to really renovate a lot of it yeah. and have a lot more. But it's not there it. yet. No, it's not. Yeah. So, yeah. But I you, can I still have, you can still have fun. I don't want to completely bash it. Like, you can still have a good time. Definitely get the free I mean, parking. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I would say the best experience kind of around there is go to Golden Road. Go, yeah. Go to, Gold, go to Golden Road and then go to a game or take an Uber over to the game uh, or drive over afterwards. Um depending on how much you end up drinking. Um, don't drive drunk. Uh, but go on over, have a good time after that. But Golden Road is probably my favorite place to get a drink there. It's just a good spot. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. D Frenzy said, this question may have already been asked. When should we start? Oh, when yeah. should we? I'll, I'll give a shout out to D Frenzy. When should we start to worry about no Zegris or Drysdale deal? Do we know when training camp starts? I assume if there's no deal by then, we should start to worry. I guess we haven't said that part of it about when we should worry. I think it's if they I, to me I will be worried if they miss games, real games that are worth two points. And I, okay, yeah, like yeah. preseason games, not ideal, which could also mean good for Jake or could, I don't I forget what it means. But anyway, it's it's not ideal if they miss preseason games, especially with the new coach and trying to build a new system. But I'm not going to be truly worried until they're missing the real yep. games. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think that overall concern about the deal, like. 
really like the top tier of is if they start hitting that December, getting close to the December. I mean, to me, it's just like my, my feelings will change if they start, my feelings will change, not necessarily to worry, but they will change in a negative way. If they start missing team related stuff, like that's just not ideal. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, kind of surprised next... Drysdale isn't done yet. Cause that feels like an easy one to make. It does feel like an easy one. I mean, like, I what's guess the hold just... up there. I, I, that I have, I don't know. Yeah. He's not it... getting an eight year deal. <laughs> no, it's definitely a weird one. It definitely should be easy. I mean, there was that one random Twitter account that, uh, said the Hab should, uh, offer sheet him when he's not even eligible for an offer sheet. Yeah. That, that didn't make any sense. Loads of fun there. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe there's some issue about kind of how much he should get on an AAV because of the injuries and because of missing a season. So I don't know. Don't know. Um, OG Ilya Labushkin truth or our good friend Connor said, how many rabbits could you and Felix safely defeat if you were both cornered in an alley to, uh, together? I need a specific <laughs> number, not about 50 or 100. What's the back? What's the, how do we define defeat? The, the backstory of this, by the way, is that I think it was last week at some point on my, uh, ring neighbor app. I guess in the area around me, there was uh, rabid uh, rabbits or God. aggressive rabbits, aggressive rabbits <laughs> that chased a lady and took down a small uh, mountain, not mountain lion. I forget what it was. A small like coyote? animal, like coyote or whatever. Baby coyotes are, are they're pretty small. I yeah. saw one yesterday. So a bunch of a, a pack of aggressive rabbits. <laughs> so I mean, I would not try to defeat them unless that means just like capture them. If they were cor- if we were cornered by a set of aggressive rabbits, and the I'm only just, way I'm running through, I'm running through, I'm busting. Okay, out. so zero, zero. Well, I'm defeating zero. them all by escaping. No, that's not defeating. Yeah, it is. They don't this get is, what they is, want. They don't is, get to eat me. This is like a. I'm, I'm pretty sure rabbits video, are vegetarian. All right. but I'm gonna say. God, I'm going to say 10. That 10? might seem too low. I'm going to say 10. I'm practicing non-aggression. I'm not attacking these rabbits. I'm going to say 10. Okay. But, all right. Uh, let's see. Mr. Jared said, uh, I, oh, we oh, kind of answered, answered that. We, we answered, answered this on, on the, the Patreon, on the Patreon. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Second place, Louis said, here I said on the special Labor Day hashtag Money Monday, wondering who the F Romeo Dubes is. This so, is a shout out to our. This is an inside joke. Shout out to Lou. But yeah. we had our we had our Crash the Pond fantasy football draft yesterday, and Lou does not know how to pronounce Romeo Dobbs. I mean, it, that. it looks like Dubs. I, I it will, does. I, it does look I, like. I, I side with Lou because I did not know it's who that correct. Was. But if you like listen to any 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 NFL content that discusses him, you'll know right away. So. Yeah, I don't. So there you go. Well, I don't expect uh, you, but Lou's a pretty big football fan. So. Okay. Dalton Key said, "Do you all think the Ducks will have an identity this year? And if so, uh, what would you guess their identity would be?" I think they'll try to have an identity. I think that I think they're going to just try to be a defensively responsible team. Yep, I think I that's what they that. should try to be. Although yeah. Greg Cronus has talked a lot about, you know, being an, an offensive kind of like a dangerous team in that end of the ice too. So I could honestly, what I could see that happening is them trying to be a defensively responsible team. But that not really working out and Greg Cronin kind of realizing that and them just being a run and gun team that actually kind of pulls off the run and gun style. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I, I think I just don't have a good idea because don't, I don't have a good read on what Greg Cronin's going to necessarily want to do. Well, look do at the roster. Like, that, well, that's my starting point. Yeah. No, no, I know. But we just don't have any idea of what Greg Cronin, like we have his AHL time. 
but we don't have like necessarily a scouting report on him in the NHL. Well, what we've heard is comments, and what we Correct. know is is that he believes in like puck possession and agreed defending by having the puck. Dallas Aikens made very similar type of quotes early on before he was. Well, what's your point that we should just disregard everything he says? No, that's not what I'm getting at at all. What I'm getting at is that it's hard to necessarily make a statement on what the identity of this team will be. I think they're going to try to have an identity. I think every team does try to have one. I just think it's very hard to make that, that statement as of right now without necessarily seeing them. I think we'll have to wait. People are asking questions to, I, not get an answer get a, to get a cop out and sorry so Dalton. My, my answer is that they're going to be a run and gun team okay yeah. i mean i hope so that'd be because really i just don't think you become i don't i just honestly like as much as i think greg cronin is a massive upgrade over dallas akins i don't think you become the worst defensive team in the analytics era one year and then go from that to being like a sound defensive team year over year like they're still not, probably not going to be great in their own zone and so they're going to try to make up for that by attacking. So, uh, first place, day, first place, Dajan said, should the Habs offer sheet Jamie Drysdale or should Jamie Drysdale offer sheet the Habs? Next question. We 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 have a couple of inside jokes in a row. Uh, second place, Louis said, what did Jack Kopaka do on this hashtag Money Monday? I don't know. Reminisce on his ECHL time. Enjoy enjoying life in Sweden. Seems like yeah. a beautiful country. Um, Shake and Wing said, who will have the most penalty minutes this year? And what tandem are you most excited to see? Um, either offense or def- uh, either offense or defense. And if you could get either Hughes or Caulfield to pe- pair with Seagrass, who would you pick? Oh, man. That's a great question. There's also like three questions within one. Uh, who are the most yeah. penalty minutes? I'll go Zach Cassian. <sighs> no, it's going to be Gudis. <laughs> I'll go Zach Cassian. I'll go Radko Gudis. And then most, I mean, although I don't know if Gudis actually has that many penalty minutes in the last couple of years, so that may be a bad call. The tandem I'm most excited to see—it's a hypothetical tandem that might not happen—but I would love to see Olin Zellweger with Radko Gudis. Yep, I agree there. Or, or just Fowler Drysdale in a non-Akins system. Yeah, I, I guess from a forward perspective, I mean, I'm just going to go with the one that I absolutely love to watch, and we know what they are, but it's always fascinating to watch them. Always fun is Zegers yep. and Terry together. Yeah, what I would also like to see it return at some point, just for fun, would be the the McTavish Zegris Terry line, that was so good and very short stints last year. That'd be fun too. Yep, yep. Uh, and he, Hughes or Caulfield to play with Zegris. I mean, I think it'd be more fun to see Trevor Zegris with Cole Caulfield, but you I think probably, Jack Hughes would be better because but you Jack, Jack Hughes would Hughes. be better. Yeah, Jack Hughes is the best player Jack, of those. Jack three. Hughes would be the center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lactic said uh, to me specifically, how are you enjoying Ange Ball? Oh, it's been I, I guess this is kind of where I'm coming out with it from is that uh, the Cronin the conversation earlier is Ange Ball is coming to Tottenham and with the same exact roster that was there with uh, not same exact couple of changes here and there. James Madison coming in, losing uh, Harry Kane assert but has just completely revamped the way that they play in a completely new style that has invigorated the team, invigorated everything around them, and it's a joy to watch. And so I think with him, you can obviously, you could see what he had done at Celtic uh, prior and all the stops before. With Cronin, we just kind of have have what he well, did. Well, we just haven't watched his games. <laughs> Correct. No, that, yes. And, and so that's, uh, that's kind of, I guess, the comparison there is that need to see what happens for that identity. But I'm absolutely in love with Ange Postacoglu. He is made me love Tottenham again after a couple of years of very, very sadness. Good for you. There's yeah. nothing There's nothing better than a team you cheer for 
going from a shitty coach to a good coach. It's like the best. It's the best glow up oh, you can have we, outside we of a better from roster. Three shitty coaches in a row of the most horrible type of football that you could imagine. Going from Mourinho to Nuno to Conte, it, it's such a breath breath of fresh air. Um, all right, Dorian said, "Don't know if it was covered on an earlier podcast, but do you think Pat Verbeek will take a swing at Nylander? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I want to remind. I don't see it. I want to remind people of something because I feel like it needs to be said. William Nylander is not twenty three. <laughs> Like, we need to remind people that he's no longer this, like, young player that you can just pluck out of that core. Like, he's going to be 28 in May, in this uh, May of 2024. He's 27 now. Like, he he is a guy who his next contract is going to take him into his 30s, and that's just not a contract that you're going to feel comfortable signing if you're the Ducks. Would William Nylander make the Ducks better? Of course he would, but it just doesn't make sense for where they're at. So, no. Yep, I agreed with that, especially with the deal that's going to come on that. It just doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense from there. And I like um, I like him as a player. I just yep. doesn't make sense for the Ducks. Yep. Uh, Plant Rich said, uh, or sorry, Co-Champion Ambassador said, question for Jake. Ferdy Ducks and Felix have been wanting more Jack Kopaka discussion. Which, Anna, this is just the ultimate inside joke for the Discord. Which Anaheim Ducks jerseys would Jack Kopaka put in his top three? Uh, he would definitely have the Mighty Ducks away jersey as one. Yeah. The... Mighty Ducks home jersey as two. And Let's go Wild Wing. Wild, Wild Wing jersey. Wild, Wild Wing reverse retro. Wild Wing reverse retro three. Reverse yeah. retro three? The Wild Wing reverse retro. Oh. As number three. Oh, as number three. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, is there a third yeah. Wild Wing? Plant, Plant Ranch said, uh, you guys talked about Zegers, but what's the likelihood he's a duck five years from now? Should I be nervous as a big Zegers? So player? the question is, will he be a, a duck once he hits ufa like yeah be, beyond that uh yeah i think there's a good chance like i don't know the exact number i'd put it at like i'd say 70 percent, 70 yeah i'll go 70 30 it's the way he's managing this if 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 this is really all coming from him this more aggressive approach that kind of gives me that 30 percent of maybe he won't be but i'm gonna say 70 30 that he's like it's still more likely than not that he'll maybe be maybe twenty, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say you should be nervous though as a Zegers fan. Um, and then Plantridge said favorite black and white movie. <laughs> oh, you're uh, asking the wrong Steamboat guy. Steamboat Willie. <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy. I took a a, a like film. I think it was called Film Power and American History class my freshman year. Of Casablanca. College. And I think we had to watch a couple of black and white films in that class. The, the, the Crows movie? Yeah. From Alfred I, Hitchcock? I would, I would have to ask one of my friends that is uh, was a film major at USC and had some great professors. But you're asking the wrong guy. I, I, I've i never been able to really care too much about black and white movies. Um, what about they, silent movies? <laughs> is it bad that when I thought of black and white movies, I only thought of silent movies? Silent movies are kind of creepy now. Like when you watch them, it's like this is weird. It's it's yeah. like a little unsettling. Yeah. I don't know why? Let me text. So my wife probably has thoughts on it. Let me text her and I'll at least read hers to get something thrown out there that actually makes sense. I mean, we're just the wrong people to ask because n- neither of us are really film buffs. I yeah, I just you're not don't a film love, buff. I I am and I'm not. If you are and you're not, then you're not. Okay um isaac said top three movies this year for you if not movies top three of any forms of entertainment 
uh, you've consumed this year. Yeah, movies is a tough one for me with having a one-year-old son. I have not been to a movie theater since before he was born. Um, forms of entertainment you've consumed. Oh, oh, I actually wrote something down for this. Uh, so I would say the Ahsoka show so far has been absolutely fantastic, and I've loved it. Okay. Andor, Andor was also a great piece of Star Wars content. Um, so you're a two. Yeah. I mean, whatever wrestling I could put on there, but, uh, I enjoyed the marvelous Mrs. Maisel finale also the final season. So there's three. I mean, I, that fair. A, A W let's go with that. A W as four. I'm going four. Okay. Uh, so I, one of my three, do you want to guess what it is? One of your three, would it be bat? Like, Go on. So I downloaded the chess app onto my phone. Oh no! And I play so much chess now; it's oh, ridiculous. Oh no! And I, for whatever reason, so well, I guess it makes sense. But I'm always playing people from India, like late at night because of the time difference. And man, there are some guys. Like some people over there just love to talk smack. In like they'll just be in the chat, just talking smack nonstop. But addicted to chess, not good. Subscribe to a YouTube channel. For everyone that's a football fan out there, it's called the QB School. It's like probably the probably just one of the best pieces of sports content I've seen in a long time. Where it's a former NFL QB just breaking down uh, quarterback film and like the X's and O's, and it's just very detailed but like very very digestible. And then I bought a book yesterday, which I've been enjoying on ancient Rome. So there you go, top three. All right, and I actually have an answer on the black and white just for playing yeah. wrench. Uh, so from my wife, her, uh, she gave me three answers actually for it, for her three? favorite black and white movie. Okay. Uh, she said some like it hot. Oh, a, a good one. A hard, a hard day's night, which is a, a Beatles movie, uh, or it's a wonderful life. Okay. I've seen one so, of those three. That's not bad. I don't know if, I mean, I've, I've seen bits of pizzas cause she'll play it and I won't pay attention. Yeah. That's marriage, right? Wow. Uh, all wow. right. <laughs> clip that clip that folks <laughs> no don't don't clip that a uh, plant red said do you think drysdale's contract has any effect on the zegris contract or vice versa i don't think so i mean maybe they're doing this dumb timing thing but probably not yeah uh og Ilya bushkin truther said why do i have the best wide receiver in our fan room in our fantasy why, why don't we say that for the end let's let's try to get okay. some more hockey questions okay. from the chat okay we'll so save that we'll I'll come move back on. To we that. have we have three non-hockey questions that i will save yeah uh let's go to Put twitter because the, the Twitter questions I have for in my DMs are all hockey-related. Yeah. So let's go to this one. So Brad Silverman said, uh, let's see. Uh, what was the question that he had? It, it was uh, Carlson versus Fantilli, a two-way uh, player. Uh, basically, who'd be better long-term in terms of, I, I think more so about is it easier to fix a poor defense or a poor offense? I guess let's start there. What's easier fixing a poor offense or poor defense defense because defense is just be here, not there do this, not that offense is more a, there's more of a talent issue and you just have to be more creative. Yep. I said the same exact thing. And do you think Carlson or Fantilli's who do you think's better at addressing those for, I guess who, which so one? we said we said uh I guess it's easier to address a poor defense. So yeah. do you think that which one of those do you think I guess addresses the poor offense better? 
Well, I don't think the Ducks drafted like they didn't make their pick based off of last year's team. I don't think. Correct. And what they were bad at, but I think from a two-way standpoint, Leo Carlson would appear to be the better pick right now and in five years. Okay. So I got this question from Hockey South. Said, "Happy Labor Day. Camps are getting close. The Ducks could really use a true top six scoring winger to support the growth of Zegers, McTavish, Carlson. Who would be the better fit, Nylander or Konechny?" For the Ducks? Yes. I think Willem Nylander because they just need they need a high level playmaker. They need more playmaking, and Travis Konechny is he's also just unbearable. Probably like top five most annoying NHL players. So I'm just gonna say Nylander out of spite. And then uh, last question from Trevor Zebra said, uh, do you guys think, uh, do you guys like this hardball waiting game that Verbeek seems to like to play? He seems to be the only GM that is doing it. I wonder how other GMs view that he goes down to the wire on a lot of things, including contracts and trades, Klingberg trade that went down on the final seconds on the deadline. I don't think he's the only one that does this. Yeah. And again, like we don't know what, like we just spelled it out. So you probably know our answer by now, but like with the Seager situation, we don't necessarily know why they are where they are right we don't necessarily know who this is all coming from and so maybe it is uh pat verbeek playing hardball but we don't necessarily know that and then as far as the style i mean it seems pretty common for these arbitration guys to get signed right you know right at the deadline like that's a thing that does happen same with the trade deadline and hell like look at like william nylander signed in the beginning like signed during the season yeah he signed the day of the deadline where he would have been ineligible to play the season. Yeah. Like so. this is, this is not like, <laughs> that's insane. Not, not saying that Verbeek shouldn't try to get this done before the season, yeah. but it's not as if he's the only general manager in the league that does this. No. I mean, I don't think that that's something you should hold against him. Yeah. So in, all right. unless it actually causes an issue. And now we're going to go to questions from our YouTube chat and our Twitch chat. So for those of you listening to this on your favorite podcast services, whether that's Apple Podcasts, whether that's Spotify, whether that's all the other numerous places you can listen to us, you can find us each and every Monday um, at 8 p.m. That's going to be our standard time of being on unless it conflicts with the Ducks game. Um, And you can find us at twitch.tv slash Crash Bond, where if you have Amazon Prime, you get one free Twitch Prime gaming sub each and every month, and it does help out more than you can imagine. You have... Uh, you get special emotes in the chat, special badges next to your name. And like I said, it's completely free. You can be just like Fat Geralt who resubbed with Prime. Thank you so much. Or if you uh, if you have a YouTube account, and let's be real, everyone listening to this has a YouTube account. Everyone does. I, I, I won't accept it that you won't. Everyone does. Uh, find us at youtube.com slash Subscribe to our channel there. We're going to be trying to do a couple different things there to, to get some clips into YouTube shorts as the we can season clip starts Jake's, going. Uh, questionable statements. No, no, that, that will not be clipped. AI, do not clip that. Um, uh, uh, and find us there. Subscribe to our channel there. It helps out more than you can imagine. Hit that notification bell uh, to get notified when we go live uh, or when the video posts. Um, so RoochFan20 on our YouTube chat said, uh, am I the only one here that thinks Fowler-Drysdale pairing is a disaster in the making? I don't share that opinion. Yeah, I, I don't either. Like, sure. I think from the perspective of these are two guys that are puck-moving player, puck-moving defensemen, they play a very similar game. I think if you have the perspective that you need to have someone bigger in their own zone to not get pushed around, I think you could think that it might be a disaster. But the game has evolved past that, and it's all about being able to make a clean breakout. And that's where the game has, has really come in, yeah. come to. And, and, and also, so I, 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 as long as you're sound positionally in your own zone, that's the biggest part of it. Well, here's the thing. 
we've we have evidence that Jamie Drysdale, at least so far, has not been that, but like that he hasn't been positionally sound. But we also have evidence of Cam Fowler being able to carry weaker partners, Fair. and so give them the time. And I think especially with Jamie Drysdale kind of still progressing, them playing in a better system, I don't see why it couldn't work. Honestly, like or I should say, I don't see why you would just dismiss it right away. I think there's a good there's a good case to be made that it can work. We also have evidence of Dallas Akins having a very poor system for yes. structure in the, and in that just zone. screwing everyone. Except yeah. Cam so, Fowler. <laughs> which yeah, which we, speak, which Fowler thrived underneath Dallas Akins. But but to me that's why you should be confident that it can work with Fowler. Yeah. Fair and, and Drysdale. All right. Uh Twinkie Boy said question by the seasons and which of our young D men will have solidified themselves Ooh. as a future in our top four? Who's your answer? Uh, by the end of the season, I think it's going to be Zellweger because I think he's going to play the most games. So my answer is going to be Jackson Lacombe. Damn it. Because I, think I thought he, about that after he's just the most ready and he's going to get the most yeah. time right away. And I yeah, think that's fair. He just makes sense there. Whereas I think Zellweger and Matukov and the guys that are going to be in the AHL, they're going to, they're just going to treat them differently. So I, yeah, and Jackson Lacombe's good from what I've no, seen. No, definitely. So. I, I guess kind of by season's end, I, I think Zellweger is going to force his way onto the team. All right. And so I think that that's also going to be part of it. Um, we won't, so, we won't bet but, on that because we have a bet coming up that I'll announce. So, Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. I, did I forget about this bet? I probably did. No, you didn't. I'm spraying it on you. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. JH1722 said, if it comes out that Verbeek pushed for a Zegers bridge, how long do we wait to serious question, seriously question his ability to be the team's GM? I have some questions about him already. I mean, I, I don't think you have to wait if that if that comes out. Yeah. Because that, that. that's just something I, I completely disagree with. Yep. So. Yep. Completely. Uh, let's see. Rooch also said, by season's end, will we see Dostal taking the number one spot in net? Ooh. Well, let me, let me follow up your follow-up with a follow-up is John Gibson a duck by season's end. Yes. I, okay. I don't think that's a trade that they make in season. I think at this point in time, the fact that it, they've made it this far without a trade happening, I think he's going to be a duck the whole season and then we'll do the whole yeah. same song and dance next summer. So based on the follow-up to the follow-up, which I followed up with, I would say that no, Lucas Dostal does not supplant him, but he yeah. does solidify himself as an NHL goalie. I think that this is going to be an important season for Lucas Dostal to play a bunch and for them to see what they have. Because if he establishes himself as being worthy of being a number one goalie in the league, then that means I think Gibson is dealt next summer for sure. Yeah. But we've said that Gibson is going to be dealt so many times. So there's that. Um, let's see. Vixler said, uh, random, uh, quick random hockey question. Did you know that in the CHL, if you're fish hooking or kachucking, uh, your mouth guard, you receive a 10-minute misconduct. Should it be Kachucking or Patrick Kaning? Oh, man. That's Patrick Kane, question. I think, did it did it way before Kachuk did. Did it first, but I feel like Kachuk's almost more known for it. Patrick Kane was pretty well known for it. Well, anyway, I kind of love that because it's really dumb. <laughs> it's very dumb. I mean, did I should I save this take? Like, okay, let me just say this. If you, if you let players do stuff that might imperil them, there's a possibility that they will do it. Like when guys lift their visors, like they're still technically wearing a visor, but their eyes are completely exposed. Your eyes can get hurt. And so making them actually wear the protective equipment and saving them from themselves, I think is a good thing. You can argue whether it's 
you know, infringing on their rights or whatever. I don't care, but it's just, it's a good thing. Junior hockey it, taking concussions more seriously. Who would have thought? It's protective equipment. Yeah. If it's not being actually Where? protective, then it's not like you doing can't, its job. You can't jingle your helmet around, right? Like you can't, you can't like go with I no mean, chin strap on they, the ice or something. They used, they used to let players wear helmets super loose, right? Or ones yeah. that... Yeah, like, if you if you look at some of the old like players from like the even like mid two thousands, like their chin straps would be so long, it's like not doing anything. It's just there. Like Alex Kovalev would always have his helmet fall off because he basically had no chin strap. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh Duck said question, will Goshe get a chance to to craft the big squad this year with Lundestrom out, or is he going straight to San Diego? I think he's gonna be in San Diego. Like like I think- I, I personally believe in Nathan Goshe and that he can do it. But knowing how this organization seems to view the young players, I think he's going to. I be also don't Matt think McElroy. they want to burn his ELC. I, I don't think Goshi is a player that you do that for necessarily, because yeah. so he can play the entire year with his ELC. Um, yeah. So let's see. Uh, Just a rush guy said, uh, "What do we get for uh, Adam Henrique at the deadline?" Ugh, like a second rounder and a prospect. I'd hope for a second rounder and prospect or a first. Yeah, not much. Yeah. So. Vixler said, update on whether or not Jake's son is skating yet. If not, shake my head, LOL. Wow. Uh, we're working on taking steps. He's standing on his own power right now, working <sighs> on taking steps. So, no, he is not skating yet. Yeah. By the way, Duck's in our chat saying that he had a nasty tilt in juniors. And looking back, he's a complete idiot for it. And it's like, yeah, it's like if you let players do stuff, they'll do it. And so save them from themselves. That's my yeah. stance. Yep, agreed. All right, let's get to these questions. But also, good on Vixler for uh, for for throwing that that yeah. shot at you. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we'll go to the, the off-topic questions from Discord. Yeah. Uh, or wait, we got another on-topic one from Rooch. Will Labushkin re- yield at least a third-round pick by the end of this trade deadline? What Labushkin? is Labushkin? Labushkin? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Just time. look at the just look at the way I know. it's spelled. I know. Anyway, uh, maybe. Maybe I'll go with yes to be optimistic, yeah, but I think I, I think that's kind of the that's the bar. Yeah. Okay. OG Ilya Bushkin, uh, truther said, "Why do I have the best wide receiver room in our fantasy league?" He do- he doesn't. It's it's my team. No, it's mine. I have Justin Jefferson. You have the best receiver, but yeah. you don't have the best receiver room. Wrong. You don't you don't have the you don't have the the best depth. Lou's also uh, saying, "Why does he have the most balanced team?" Lou has a very balanced team. I will give him credit. He Lou took three Chiefs. He's no longer a Raiders fan. He's a Chiefs fan. Well, he was not a Raiders fan anyway, because supposedly he's a Saints fan now. Like, I mean, he's we, a Chiefs fan. We can't even keep track of how many teams Lou is rooting for in, in football. He drafted Mahomes for everyone out there that wants to know. So our good friend Lou, who, our good friend Lou, who is a Raider fan at heart, ha- has been campaigning for the last two years about how much the Kansas City Chiefs are frauds and how much Pat Mahomes isn't actually good and he's an Andy Reid merchant and this and that. And who did Lou draft with his like fourth pick, third pick? Patrick Mahomes. So would you look at that? All that talk. All that shit talk. <laughs> Just down the drain. Fraud. Sorry. Yeah. And then Goose MN six twelve said thoughts on the CM Punk firing. Um it's a bummer that he ended up being an asshole because that return to wrestling was amazing. And as someone who missed his period in WWE and his prime, um, I went back, I would watch those videos when I got back into wrestling and seeing that was really exciting and made me really, 
excited for what he become and it's sad that all the stories about him being an asshole ended up being true and that seemed to be who he was more so than everything else and at the end of the day i aew is going to be better without him than they were with him over the past year and excited to just see them move forward as a company and uh i mean the pay-per-view they put on last night was amazing so oh there's i I wanted to bring up a couple things so for our youtube viewers you're gonna be able to see this for the podcast listeners i have i just found that i still have a sheet of stickers from the ducks uh like reverse retro night the breakout night oh yeah COVID season you might have some too i don't know but these are pretty cool wait how did you get i wait what? So when I bought the Ducks reverse retro gloves, because I have the the purple gloves from the ah. the Wild Wing jersey, they gave me stickers with it. And so, because well, did you buy that online? I bought it from the Ducks like team store online. Yeah, because that's right. Because it wasn't in person. No, I don't remember getting those stickers. And I bought a reverse retro jersey. Well, no, I bought it from Cool. So Hockey. this was like a team sale. Yeah. So no, I don't have those stickers. I want those stickers. I hate so, you that you have those stickers and I don't. As you can see, I have the Mighty Ducks logo. The, the I have, Ducks. The I Ducks. What this guy's S. called Wildling. Well, no, but it's got like the the hair thing. It's that oh, Mighty's toy. Yeah. The S with that in that like shape is hilarious. Yeah, it's all '90s themed. There was also a skateboard that I took off because I put on something else. But yeah, go me. So wow. bring your offers. <laughs> okay, what what's For, the bet? What's the bet? $100 per sticker. <laughs> What's the bet? Okay, so this will be a great plug for our Patreon, for our bonus podcast, because on our next episode, inst- I was thinking about it. You know, every year we do, a t- we, do, we do a league preview. We do, like, we pick our division winners. And I thought about it, and I thought, well, that's, that can be fun. It's more fun to have some stakes. It's more fun to do it in a way that will put fear in us. Okay. I haven't decided on the bet. Okay. We ha- we haven't collectively decided on the bet. You're just no. learning that this is happening. Yeah, I am. But I mean, I'm our, in because I'm I'm in for fun shit. On our next podcast, on our next bonus podcast, so you, so you have to be a, pa- a Patreon member to to listen to it. We are going to do a draft. So I'm copying this idea from the Athletic Football Show. Wait, can, can, let's do it for the second episode of the month as we get closer to the the start of the season. Second bonus episode. Wow, he's already scared, folks. Look at no. that. Scared money don't make none. Anyway. Okay. This challenge will be, we're going to do a top 10 draft. So we're going to draft a team that we think... So basically, we're each going to go one by one, 10 picks, and we're going to draft teams that we think are going to do well. And whoever has the most points at the end of the year wins the bet. And then the other person will have to do something embarrassing. So cumulative points. So Cu- just I mean, we could record. do it by wins. We could, like, I haven't I quite point. decided. I say point. I just, I just think cumulative points makes the most sense. So points. it's kind of a way t- for us to in a way preview because it's going to be based on how we feel about these teams, but we're going to go tip for tat. I'll go one. You so go two. I should take the ducks one is what you're saying. I mean, if you want to lose, if you want to shave an eyebrow and do a podcast, then, then yeah, I, I, we are not <laughs> betting shaving an eyebrow. Why not? You can, no, you can, you can draw it in. People do that. No, <laughs> what an awful, awful bet. No, but something will be on the line. We haven't clearly, we haven't decided what it is, but if you want to listen to that episode, uh, become a Patreon member because I think it'll be well worth it. And also, it's just preview season, so we'll probably do a preview on top of that, just a regular division previews. But yeah, so that should yeah. be fun. And there's also you'll... another component of this, which there's also another component of this challenge, which I haven't fully incorporated yet. But it's also there's a there's a hot take section to it. 
where we each give our hottest takes of things we think could happen. Basically, you start it with, I wouldn't be surprised if, and the person who gets the most of those right also wins another bet or the same bet. So we could, okay. we could, make, we could make that part of the score. And you will be fly, flying solo next week. That's true. So one Jake Rudolph will be in Hawaii next week. And so stay tuned for next week's podcast. We'll, we'll try to have a special guest on. It'll be, it'll be a fun show. We'll, 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 keep the, we'll keep the lights on in, in Jake's absence as he sips out of a coconut on a beach somewhere. Yeah. I will That's what you're going to si- do, right? I will for sure be ha- – not out of coconut. I'll have my – my ties will be Not out of a coconut? Flowing. My ties will be flowing for me. <laughs> wow. Okay. My plan is to wake up whenever my son wakes up and then eventually just end up at the beach, end up at the pool, go back for his nap, be back at the pool afterwards. Just, just the back and forth with my ties, you know. Nice. Good parenting, drunk parenting, good parenting. That, that's that's never ended poorly. <laughs> my my parents will be there. Yeah, there there's a there's the the, gra- sa- the the grandparents are there to help. There's fail safes in place. Yes, but good for Jake. We're happy for you. Yeah, get get that get that bag, King. Yeah, get I'm gonna bag. come back. Come back. Maybe probably sunburn more than tan. Hey that, bag. hey that hey bag. Hey that bag. Hey that bag. Okay. Well, on that note, should we wrap up? We should. I don't know. Does unless, anyone... unless, do you want to talk about uh, Trevor Zegers' dating life? I'd rather not. I'd rather let that be uh, remain private, although it's you, clearly no longer private. You, you don't want to spend more time talking about his dating life than He's dating being a TikTok, on a bridge deal? A, a talkster. A tickster. No. So a tiki, El- a tiki did talk. you realize Elliot Freeman spent more time talking about that than yeah, actually his bridge deal? It's because he's trying to be cool. He's trying to be relevant with the Gen Z folks. Yeah. You know? By the way, I didn't know this, but the new generation is Gen Alpha. So so, so your so son is Gen Alpha. Cool. Yeah. He's Gen no Z beta. is like old now. He's no beta. <laughs> wow. Wow. Just beta shaming. Shout out to all our betas out there and alphas and whatever. There's every Greek letter. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know really how to follow up with that. Just take us out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Roach fan twenty. No one cares. I don't care about the uh, this this him dating a. a I was making I was making a joke. A tiki talker, tiki bar. Went to a tiki bar on Saturday. Wouldn't go back. Wouldn't go back. Overrated theme. Okay. <laughs> On that note, if you want to support the podcast, number one way, we've already talked about it, check out our Patreon. It's a great community. For $1 a month, you get access to our patrons-only Discord server. The best way to get Ducks news, Ducks discussion, intelligent, I will call it intelligent Ducks discussion because I'm just going to put it out there. I've seen some of the Ducks discussion on other Ducks groups and other social media channels, and Intelligent is not necessarily the word that comes to mind. So if you want to actually grow your understanding of the ducks and also meet some cool people, $1 a month, you get to join that Discord. For $5 a month, you get two bonus podcasts, and those bonus podcasts can get dicey, as you just heard. There's going to be stuff on the line. We're going to try to make those a little more uh, a little more consequential this season. So Jake also learning about that right now. But that's all at patreon.com slash crash the pond. You can also support us by finding us on Apple Podcasts. Just leave a rating and a review. 
We greatly appreciate those. They really help the podcast grow and keep going. We're now, what year are we entering? Year seven? We started in the 17-18 season. I think it's season seven. Season seven. So we're rolling in deep, season seven. Hey, my jersey number in beer league. Of course, it makes sense. Great number. Great jersey number, number seven. Yeah, so yeah, season seven. I'm glad you agree that. my fingers. I'm glad you agree that jersey number seven is great, but... Andrew check Cogliano. us out there <laughs> and also check us out on Spotify. Leave us a rating there. And also I've noticed that you can leave like feedback on the episode. They ask you if you enjoyed the episode, something like that. So on Spotify. You, yeah. 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 Q and a is what it yeah. is. Yeah. So if you have feedback for us, you know, be nice, but if you have feedback, we'd love to hear it because we want to help, you know, we want to help you have the best experience and we want to just be delivering a great product. Uh, find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash crash the pond. Subscribe there. Turn on the notifications. Uh, we're going to grow that. We're going to make that a little more fun this season. And then just find us on Twitter slash X. Uh, Jake is there at reindeer games 91. I'm there at Felix underscore Sicard. Uh, find crash the pond on there. Follow our good friend, Derek Lee there. Follow sporting tribune. Lots coming from that aspect this season in terms of ducks coverage. So, so keep an eye on, on that. And with all that being said, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Oh, Lewis telling you, nice shirt. I just realized you're wearing the cutoff again. Are you doing this to torment me? Yep, violent gentleman cutoff. Also wanted to give Jake a, a congratulations. His his USC Trojans football team. They're firing on all, all cylinders. C- Caleb Williams looking like the next Patrick Mahomes. So great yep. stuff. Applaud you. Applaud applaud your life. Applaud all applaud all of Jake's teams. Thank you. Have to celebrate him. Wow. Give him his flowers. This this is weird. Thank you. (laughs) And on that note, thank you for listening, everyone, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.